0: Don't be an idiot, changed my life. Expecting the minimum, the minimum, the minimum. That's a formula I can live by.
1: Don't be an idiot, get up and
0: do better. (laughs) Two imperfect pastors trying to figure (laughs) it out.
1: Hey guys, this is episode 13 already of Don't Be an Idiot podcast. Uh, We're so excited you're joining us. We wanted to recap a little bit about our motivation for being here. I'm Caleb. My co-host is Jake.
0: What's up guys?
1: Yes, we're excited you join us. And the whole premise here of Don't Be an Idiot is that we're two pastors, two dads, two husbands, just trying to be slightly better trying to live slightly. a little bit more like Jesus, <laughs> to to not be an idiot, to, to get up and do better. And so we hope to be a little bit encouraging, a little bit inspiring, a little bit motivating, and just to, in your own life and in your own walk, to just do slightly better, to to be better today than you were yesterday. Yeah, daily
0: wins. Daily, daily small wins. wins. Yeah.
1: And, and that's what we're trying to celebrate. Uh, today we're talking about reading and the importance of reading. And uh, so I wanted to start off by asking you, Jake, when did you first get interested in reading in general? Like, what was the first thing you remember being excited to read?
0: I might get my super Christian card pulled for this one, Caleb. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, good. Right off the bat, <laughs> someone. I'm only saying that because because someone found out that I read these books. I was given a Christian pamphlet about why Ooh. I shouldn't read these books. It was just it wasn't given to me personally. It was laid on my desk. But when I was in junior high uh think about a book series that was coming out actively and really really popular and all the christians probably your parents my parents Mm -hmm. were upset if you would have read them Mm -hmm. but it made reading exciting for me it made reading cool i guess you could say uh it really kick-started a love of reading in my life uh for the first time i was actively excited we waited in line for releases of these books
1: i've still never done that
0: yeah, and you're as big of a nerd as anyone I know. Although,
1: I have pre-ordered You books. have pre-ordered. That's the same thing. That's it's the just, same thing it is. Yeah,
0: because in 2006, yeah. I wasn't able to pre-order the same way that, that you pre-ordered. <laughs> and that was the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Yep. And I remember when I first read Sorcerer's Stone, which is the first of seven books in the mm-hmm. Harry Potter series, uh, I found several it- Several hundred pages. Several hundred is a big deal. Yeah, uh, for I think, probably a fourth grader at the time. I don't, mm. I don't, I don't remember okay. exactly how old yeah. I was, but uh, I found it in my school library. And
1: uh, that's a whole hot topic right there. Do you find it in your school? Yeah, (laughs) Uh,
0: I have zero issues with this. Um, I think we would go a a long way to just Mm -hmm. teach our kids what not to pick up, than try to ban things across the world. Um, But my parents quickly didn't let us read them. Mm. Like I brought it home, and I didn't get to read it. Oh, and so it was actually a little bit while later, where after my mom had banned it, my brothers and I found. Four of the books in my parents' room because my mom read them oh. after she banned them from us. Okay. So I have a little bit more grace now as a parent. I was, I was like, hypocrite. I can't believe it. You know, or then.
1: But So did she read them and then let you read them or did she just she, hold off and said, no, you still can't read no, them? She said, no,
0: we couldn't read them. And we just found them like they were contraband in her <laughs> bedroom because kids are dorks and going through stuff. But, and we then secretly, I secretly read the first two <laughs> And then took AR tests. And that's how my parents found out because they were on my AR Kids. reading list. Uh, well, yeah, so, but it was a big series and it yeah. starts young, mm-hmm. right? As like, it, it was written as kid literature mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then progressively gets to be young adult literature. Okay. And uh, anyone who says it's, you know, witchcraft or, there is, it's literally a, a world of, of magic uh i would just challenge them by saying what about narnia which has <laughs> <laughs> got the same people lord <laughs> of the rings things like that uh and not to spoil the ending that everyone should know already but it's got one of the biggest christ pictures of any book i've ever read yep. the hero dies for his friends and then comes back to life to rescue the world from the evil uh it sounds a little bit like jesus there so yeah. what about you what was the first thing that you remember being first, excited about first reading?
1: thing uh, i mean honestly i from the time I could read, I remember reading. So uh, one of the first things I remember searching out at the library uh, is called the, the Red Wall series. Yeah, um, yeah. I've done the uh, Red Wall recently with my kids. Yeah, it's great. It's it's good versus evil. It's talking animals. Which I have to. I mean, <laughs> uh, like uh, the mice are good, the weasels are bad type yeah. thing. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty funny. Um, Actually, weirdly, right now I'm doing – uh, this retelling of Pilgrim's Progress—I may have already mentioned this on this podcast at some point—but it's uh, it's beautifully designed, uh, beautifully um, illustrated. Yeah, I'm waiting
0: on you to give this to me so I can read it to my kids because I don't want to go buy it. I
1: haven't quite finished it. It's 300 pages, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a giant book. But it very much is reminding me of the Red Wall series. There's good creatures and bad creatures. Uh, Anyway, it's— I had a professor
0: in college named after the main character in the Pilgrim's Progress, Christian. Christian. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so— That's
1: hilarious. That's really fun. Anyway, so, I I mean, I remember reading all types of books. Uh, In fact, one of the things I first remember being ashamed about reading was, like, this young adult, like— F- geared towards a female like oh man but we were on a month-long vacation with my family and so like we were out of all the books i'd already read Month
0: vacation you said vocation. vocation vacation
1: yeah i was on vacation yeah. not vocation and he was homeschooled
0: so they could and do I that was
1: homeschooled <laughs> yeah and so I, we couldn't get any new books in so i was desperate to read something and i remember looking at my sister's book and be like well i mean it's something to read yeah if my friends ask you know <laughs> yeah i had no other options denied so,
0: anyway. so, but, but really what we're talking about today is, is something I tell the students all the time is like, if you're not reading, you're dying. Mm. And that's a really dramatic way to say, like, you need to be growing right, daily on a daily basis. And like you kind of introduced here, the goal here is to like, we want to see ourselves, our families, the people we're around, the people we get to be pastor to, to be having those small daily wins. And that's growing. Okay. Uh,
1: but one of the other essential things here is that we, we share, don't be an idiot stories. We do. We so, do. So I, I think you have to, I almost got away from it. So uh, I had the last
0: one and I've had more comments about <laughs> that terrible use of the Lord's name to break up with a girl. Uh, yes, people, I realize I was a dirt bag. You don't have to continually remind me of it. Uh, hey, God but this one told me to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Uh, I, I'd mow yards on the side and the guy that uh, Josh that I mow for, he texted me. He's like, Hey, God told me that I probably shouldn't give you your paycheck for what you did to that poor girl. It's fair. Know. You know, it, <laughs> seems, it seems I, you know, at some point if I need he could to pay actually for actually
1: take that money and give it to her. You know, I, I think I'd be on board. But. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, well, I do have a, don't be an idiot story. Um, Great. About reading specifically. Mm. Uh, college. If you're mm. not reading, you're failing. Yeah. That's really what's happening. Um, but me in college, uh, at OBU there was this class called Western Civ and it was oh, yeah. a double credit class so instead of 3 hours it was a 6 hour credit class mm. uh and it was on for me it was on Tuesdays and Thursdays which so is an a longer hour class hour long class and it mixes literature and history which is a pretty yeah, it natural it's it's honestly a great fit. class so you read things Dante's Inferno was in there uh I read that one for fun. Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to think about other books. Well, this is the point of the story. I didn't read a single book in that class. What? One, I took the class with Shauna. Uh, we were married <laughs> at the time. Uh, she right, read. So we see
1: what your mind was on. Yeah. That was the whole class. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: and two, I don't know what it is now, but at the current time, the website that everyone used if you didn't want to read the books was something called Spark Notes. Mm. Did you ever do Spark Notes? I never
1: did. I like reading. Yes. Yeah, so,
0: wow. The homeschooler here is I know, shaming. I know. So, really, what it was about uh, was it would give a synopsis of the book and all the main points. Right. And so, I am not, I've well, never been a 4.0 student. Um, mm-hmm. I'm talking to Caleb, who was if,
1: homeschooled. It was made up.
0: Was, yeah. But even in college and in his, <laughs> and his after his uh, post grad stuff, 4.0 was a big value to him. Just getting a good grade and, and doing yeah. the work well. So it's not just about the...
1: <laughs> I think that's j- just a pause there. It's more because I'm really competitive. Yeah, than yeah. Because I'm actually a good student, but... Well,
0: I was always okay with Bs and Cs. <laughs> yeah. And every civ test, it was a written test out of mm-hmm. the blue books. Oh, books you have I to hate write. those. Uh, My hands I hurt. got a C or a B because I never had the like the good details and, and on every right. response the <laughs> professor would be like hey this is a great synopsis <laughs> but we we want some more details and i'd be like
1: almost like you read this spark yes the book.
0: so um uh, don't
1: i think they were picking up on what was going on
0: i think they felt bad for the 20 year old who had a kid and was married into his fifth year of college
1: <laughs> wait okay according to that time yeah, Ryan, yeah, you, yeah got, you went to college at. Four, yeah, 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 yeah. It
0: wasn't quite. The, they all felt bad for me. It, was, it wasn't quite bad. Anyway, so that was That's do hilarious. your homework, kids. Uh, and honestly, if I'd have read the book, I would have been better for. It. I did read yes. Dante's Inferno later, and mm. it, in one of my theology one. classes, and mm. it was an important book. It actually, it, I mean, to not be nerd, it shaped the way that people view hell, and for, for good centuries. and bad. For good and bad, it still does. Yeah. Uh, so
1: the reason it's part of w- <laughs> your Western civilization yeah. class, it, it's formative. Um, that's, so that's, that's the awesome. don't be
0: an idiot. Like just do what your teachers ask you. They don't hate you. They're not no, trying to drown you in work. They're just trying to. In
1: college, so, hey, it is a ton of work. We get it. A, if you're a college student, y- y- young adult, whatever, going to going to college, we get it. It's a ton of reading in my classes, specifically my youth ministry classes. One of my least favorite things that any professor did was it, they didn't have long tasks over it. You had to like write like a one page paper over it or whatever. We didn't have to do the blue book stuff. One-page paper, but at the top, you had to answer two questions. What percentage of the book did you read? (laughs) And what percentage did you comprehend? And then you had to sign the paper as an honor statement being like, Hey, I, I, Caleb Richardson, uh, uh, you know, with my whole honor, my name, my my reputation, sign it to this statement. And I remember for the most part, I read every book and, and, comprehended it all but there was one book that i that i was like ah, i skipped the last two chapters just ran out of time so i put like 90 percent down or whatever that was my final grade was 90 percent, which was a b at, at my school and i was like oh that's that's harsh
0: but you kept your honor i i kept your characters my honor, intact.
1: <laughs> i did make sure i read every other book yeah it I taught like, you that, a lesson. that's that's rough so we get it reading reading uh takes a lot out of you. In fact, that, uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but what, what are, what do you say to people? I deal with adults a lot and us as adults have a harder time admitting weakness. Just, I think in general, and (laughs) like, I don't go tell people I really hate eating vegetables. I generally do whatever, you know, but we know as adults that we're supposed to eat our vegetables. Same thing is kind of true with reading. We know we're supposed to read yeah. So we generally don't admit it. But how do you answer people? Because you deal with students a lot, and they're willing to just say things. So how do you answer kids when they come up and say, yeah, I just don't like to read?
0: I call them liars, <laughs> typically. Um, <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> and what that. I mean what I mean is liar. Uh, this generation probably reads, I'm not saying the amount of words, but they read more often than any generation before, be simply because of electronics in their phones. They read text mm. messages. They read their social media platforms emails. they read voicemails <laughs> they read <laughs> that's they how read do it buzzfeed articles <laughs> they mm. read uh they I mean, read spark note synopsises yeah. of books you know they they're actually reading all the time mm. what they're saying is i don't like to sit down and read an entire story i want it spoon-fed to me quickly through so many and characters, 140 characters and 140 us, characters is what they're saying. Twitter or x uh they love to read so much that mm. they won't call you they snapchat and text each other like they don't want to talk. They mm. only want to read. So I call them liars, you know? Um, okay. And then you said something in a sermon recently uh, that was a quote of something that Joe has said <laughs> as parent. Uh, I don't like to read. I don't care. Change your liker. Yeah. Because as we said before, if you're not reading, you're, you're dying. You're dying. Because you're not growing. Reading is so important. So I, I guess what we're trying to do is just kind of make a case for for reading. Yeah. We, we want you to be a reader. That's great. And there's so many good things other than just gaining information one that's yeah, a good yeah, thing
1: right we, we that, that's base level one you gain more information when you read
0: and we have more access to information than mm. any people in the history of the world mm. but mm-hmm. we also might be as dumb <laughs> that that's a little strong but
1: uh, test scores bear that out <laughs> like yes. we're not getting smarter we have more access to
0: information but so what, what are some of the benefits Caleb like why should we be
1: reading uh, that's great. So w- one of these, uh, as you read, and this bears across all types of literature, uh, it increases emotional competencies. That's one I, I wanted to start with because that it's a really great way of saying, a- as you look at characters, the great thing about fiction, nonfiction alike, y- you relate to them. You put yourself in their place. You see how they deal with situations and that it, it moves it from emotions from something that's internal to something that's external and you can watch characters as they emotionally develop. Um, and that's, that's this huge thing. So it helps you, at one, give you vocabulary yeah. for dealing with emotions. That's honestly step level one. Uh, I just finished a book, uh, Raising Emotionally Strong Boys. Highly recommend that book. Uh, but one of the things it talks about is giving your boys language. And that's where so much emotional intelligence starts with. is just simply vocabulary. Well, that's what a book is doing. And that's what novels and stories are doing. They're, they're describing emotions using vocabulary. It's so simple. But it, without that framework, you can't begin to to develop healthy ways of dealing with emotions. If you can't even name what you're feeling... You can't begin yeah. to process it.
0: So, so you could look at your favorite character in a book, uh, and and for generations, people have either created stories or made of whatever yeah. to be like, hey, uh, you you're dealing with this issue. Let me read you a story mm. uh, mm-hmm. to you know Goldilocks, <laughs> uh, you know um, yeah. Peter Pan, whatever it is. Like, can come up with all these different different characters, these stories, mm. these books that help people deal exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so
1: just building off that, there's a. Uh, In my favorite author in this massive, we'll get to it later. But there's a character that tells other characters stories for helping them deal with where they're emotionally at, whether that's depressed, whether that's anxious, whether that's overwhelmed, whatever it is. He tells them a story to help give them language uh, for, for where they're at emotionally.
0: I mean, I I don't know the exact percentage of, of how much of the Bible is narrative, but it's a mm. huge portion of the Bible that God, of, the God of the universe decided to tell stories to teach. Mm-hmm. Jesus told stories to teach. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, yeah. uh, so you've got emotional competency. We talked about, you're just gaining more knowledge. Yep. Um, like what, what else is going on there? What are the reasons? Uh, well, we this be is,
1: so, uh, one of my favorite stories, uh, is in from another book. Um, it's called Preaching by Timothy Keller. Yep, And it's, for, for me, a pastor. So we'll, we'll get into different categories, but I get better at preaching. So I read a book on preaching, gain more knowledge on how to preach well. And he's doing this section on um, on uh, different types of literature you should read, which is where we're going to end up with this conversation. But uh, our senior pastor loves reading. Huge reader. Massive reader. In fact, he's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about it. And I, would I say was burned
0: out when I moved here because of college. Me, me too. Um Full on. So his,
1: his passion and energy for reading is a huge thing. So in this whole section, he's got tons of underlining and notes on these different sections. And then we get to one in particular. Yeah. And there was nothing. The, the page was entirely blank the um, the section of in fact i stopped and laughed and it, it had to flip uh page forward and page back just to make sure that it, it that was true i don't know if he got to it and, and i tease him about this all the time so this is not new information to him not talking behind his back i openly make fun of him for this
0: <laughs> and was, he makes fun of us a little bit too. yes
1: <laughs> it was a section on reading fantasy and what I mean by fantasy, sometimes people get the word fantasy and like erotica mixed up. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. not talking about that. What fantasy is, is non-realistic fiction. Uh, Harry Potter.
0: Harry Potter is a great example. Is
1: is a classic example of that. Uh, it's, it's non-realistic fiction. So wh- whatever. Uh, we talked about- Every uh, Disney uh, story. Uh, er, <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, yeah. So as opposed to like- uh, Joe and I joke about uh, Jack Reacher, right? Mm-hmm. Like Tom Clancy. As, as if that's yeah. supposed to be realistic fiction, you know, but <laughs> it's not. But uh, as opposed to like what I started talking about, uh, Redwall series, it's talking animals. It's things like yeah. that Narnia would fall into this category, Lord of the Rings, all those classics. So, but the the role of non-realistic fiction or fantasy is that it increases your imagination. and. What does increased imagination do for you? What are some of the benefits of in just in general an increased imagination?
0: Well, it makes you a creator, <laughs> uh, and and as we look at the Bible, that's probably the first role that God takes on as creator. Oh, uh, yeah. it in makes you a creator, right?
1: God created. So I'm what, just thinking about all word? the
0: things that I use and get excited about using. Um, like someone, it started with an idea and an mm. imagination to start. The fact that we're you're listening to us on a device. Uh, that we've recorded in a different place in a different room that we're going to send out on the internet to you. Like mm. most of the things that we have started out as sci-fi. Yes. Uh, it's just another, another, another you know, way to read there. Um, but it, it makes creators out of us. Mm. Uh, you wouldn't be able to. I, so just this past week, we took kids to kids camp, and I went to Oklahoma, Disney Oklahoma near Tulsa. I drove back, returned a rental van in Kansas City, got on a plane in Kansas City, flew to Houston so that I could fly to Oklahoma City (laughs) where my wife picked me up at 11.30. Uh, And and on the way back, I was like, in less than 48 hours, I've traveled a ridiculous amount. Mm. Like more than people would have traveled their entire lives, you know, a few hundred years ago. And I was like, because someone created. Mm. Uh, Because someone had the imagination to think a giant flying tube it could be a thing. You know what I mean? So
1: No, that's great. And and with that, so creativity requires problem solving oh that's great and mm-hmm. learning to be agile in your way of thinking one of the things fantasy does is helps you realize that there's other well in fantasy they, they often the, the phrase is world building they, mm-hmm. they create whole different worlds where there's often different rules very different rules uh from ours and so it's learning to think about Problems differently, and a phrase think outside the box. That's what fantasy literature does, is in imagination helps you do is help you realize that there are other ways to process through information. So, and uh, bad
0: fantasy is when they haven't thought it through enough and they leave giant plot yes. holes. Like, how did that work? They didn't, mm. or that broke a rule that they already created, right. Yeah, so yeah, it's great. Uh, so, problem solving, being able to create uh, your imagination is key. Uh, mm. This is also just a little side effect here, or a side note. Uh, when you throw kids in front of screens all day, they lose their ability to have imagination and you create mm. drones that aren't ever going to create something. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. A kid needs to be able to go outside, find a stick and have a sword and have a full on battle in his head <laughs> outside. Yes.
1: Uh, because it uh, the movie is subverting their imagination. Yeah. It's, I'm not it's saying it's, movies are all bad. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah, good no. to see. We, we'll talk about yeah. movies and stuff. But yeah. So that's
0: great. So we're talking about the ability to have imagination, emotional competency, more knowledge. I like this one, more engagement and meaningful activity. Yeah, what does that mean? Like it plays a part in filling the gaps left in loneliness and isolation. Like you're going to become a better Mm. person who's able to interact with people more. Now, I I guess as I'm saying this out loud, I've also seen the opposite happen. People Mm. get lost in the books and they don't want to, they bury themselves. But if, if you're reading and you're gaining information and you're becoming a better person and more emotionally competent and you have more empathy and understanding, that creates... A better person to be in relationship with
1: i th- I think this would uh, d- pairing this with emotional competency yeah it definitely has ties there i, th- I think this would be a, a role for me like at times in my life where i felt isolated i i could m- maybe too much immerse myself in that world but it it was still a world with people granted their characters and whatnot but uh it helped me through a season when i felt very isolated yeah um, That's what
0: Harry Potter did for kids. We just recently yeah. listened to the podcast where mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling, the writer, went under a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. Uh, she had been a very liberal, very left-thinking person, and then that that, that her group attacked her. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things she was talking about, and the kids were talking about, like, man, early on, when kids are struggling to belong and to fit in, mm-hmm. uh, what, what that story allowed them to do was think outside of their hard situation sometimes and create imagination and, and go to a place that would allow them to express and to live out and maybe deal with some of the emotional issues they were dealing with. Mm. Uh, it, it was, it was great.
1: Yeah. That's a, it's called the witch trials of JK Rowling.
0: And I'd recommend it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's got, uh, it's adult content. Don't,
0: uh, I'm not listening with my 10 year old.
1: Don't listen with your kids. Uh, honestly, cause they read some of the things that have gotten tweeted or sent to her, and some of her publicly <laughs> yeah. and they are gut wrenching yeah, and and they were hard for me as an adult to, to listen to and hear. Yeah. Um,
0: well, uh, and just kind of going back to the question about, like, man, if you're not reading, you're dying. You know, mm. people like to read. Uh, Caleb, where do you think we'd be on as a society if everyone oh, was like, yeah. I don't read?
1: Well, that's that's been one of the uh, defining features of any civilization. Yeah. Th- through most of the time is what, what are they writing about? Uh, you can go back to the Babylonians and Mesopotamians and then you can look at the Greeks and Romans what what are they writing and what stories are they telling themselves uh, to even our own founding fathers and these were men who had read philosophy deeply they they knew Plato they, they, they were going back hundreds of years and reading this literature and were talking about it going to your point Uh, uh, it was encouraging them to have conversations. And that's what uh, Benjamin Franklin with these pamphlets and Thomas Paine, and it was this uh, community dialogue about what type of country should we form that was all based off reading that they'd already done. And then they were writing about what they were thinking. And it was this uh, kind of like a Google doc uh, that was just getting built with so many different people putting in, and it was this huge community conversation with people who had information and real thoughts to bring. Uh,
0: yeah, you can find hints of other civilizations all the way through the Declaration of Independence yeah. or our Constitution because of what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, Wid- widely read. So what are some of the things I, I think we've laid out that it's so important for you to be reading?
0: Yeah, if you're the person over there like, I just don't like to read uh, I would just challenge you like, then you haven't found the good thing, the right thing for you to read. Like just keep pressing. You know what I mean? Um, don't yeah. accept that.
1: So, so with that, what are some of the things? C- Cause I think that's, that's the key is find something else to read. Yeah. Like for me after, after college, a big deal was I'm not reading Christian living books anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I, I'm yeah. burned out on Christian living on philosophy of ministry books. I didn't need to read any more of that.
0: That sounds like me. That's sort of the first three years I had kids. I read so many parenting books. I'm like, Perfect. I just can't anymore.
1: Okay, so what are some of the things you should be reading?
0: Um, yeah, I, I mean, we got a list here that we wrote down, and so we mm-hmm. can go through some of them. Uh, I put history down here. Uh, yeah. I, I don't I just think of a goofy quote. If you don't know where you've been, then you don't know where you can go kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so important to read history. One, so you don't repeat yeah, those who I was so you don't be an phrase, idiot. Yeah, yeah,
1: those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat. Doomed it. to repeat it. And honestly, most civilizations go in a very yeah. clear pattern, and we're on we're on the downside of that pattern. <laughs> but yeah, just as a society,
0: a history series, at least for immediate history, that I would recommend to you would be the Killing series by oh, Bill yeah. O'Reilly. Uh, my great. favorite one in there is Killing the Rising Sun, talks about the Japanese mm. rise in World War II. Uh, but I'm reading another book by him right now about the Civil War. That mm. uh, is giving me information that I didn't know about. Mm. And you get to watch eerily similar things happening in the culture in America mm-hmm. that are like, we, you know, we can repeat that. That's, yeah. that's repeatable. Yeah. If we don't read about it and learn from it and change the way that we do things. Yeah. That's, that's so history is good. Um, you talked about fantasy a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But so
1: for all those reasons, read, read fantasy. And it may not be your thing. You may just pick up one of the classics. Uh, I read recently the cra- classic uh, Dracula. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, that's great. So, they're, so there's, they're classic for a reason. They're, they're solid. Go read uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe if, mm-hmm. if you've never done that. Uh, as a Christian, those, these are...
0: I have down here on the list, like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. is a pattern maker or i'm saying the wrong thing uh, um but it's it's a i know what you're a meaning. stencil basically that other fantasy writers have yes. used uh throughout there like they keep the world that J.R.R. tolkien it, created, it created a genre created um, a genre yeah, um I mean, yeah. their their books are so good mm-hmm. uh and they're, they're important start with the hobbit it's the easiest to read mm-hmm. like, and it drops you into a really cool world so fantasy is super important for your yeah. imagination to be a creator to get lost in a world sometimes it lets you take yeah. a break um it's good
1: uh, this next one we have written down actually combines history. Um, and I've got a fun example, things you disagree with. You, you, should be picking up books. You are generally not in agreement with the authors. Uh, for example, I read a history book called a 5,000 year history of debt. Uh, I didn't know this at the time, but I got into it and I read uh, about, uh, it was written by someone that was part of the like Occupy Wall Street movement. Oh, gotcha. So
0: they had an agenda. They had a very big agenda. Every book you read.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. And that's a huge thing. Every single book you read has a reason why it was written. Yep. And, and it's not bad. It's not bad. And this book actually gave me a ton of great information. I didn't, End up agreeing with any of their conclusions because there was faulty logic in there.
0: Did you form your own conclusions from the information they gave? Yeah, which is cool.
1: Absolutely. No, but they gave some really good information that I didn't know that has helped me uh, turn the way I talk about some things. It did. It did inform some things. So there was parts of that book I absolutely took and integrated. Uh, into the way I view the world. And there were other parts where I'm like, yeah, but the way you view the world is wrong here and here. And now I can articulate how they're wrong there. So, but it was a a thing I disagreed with. I will say, um, is there any book that you would not pick up because you know you disagree with it?
0: Uh, I threw one away recently. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I was thinking about two books that I read that I disagreed with. I'll come back to in a second. But one that I recently threw away uh, because it was so so sideways that I, I i couldn't even i was like it's gonna it's gonna drive me mad but it was called jesus the gentle parent uh and because we're going through this adoption process they have you read a lot of uh just kids with tra- kids coming from different places have traumas kids come mm-hmm. from hard places mm-hmm. and so you have to figure out non-traditional discipline styles sometimes mm-hmm. and so they yeah. kind of hey you should read this book it's good but the starting premise talks about how jesus was a perfect parent of these 12 people his disciples and I was like, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." Um, Why? Why? Well, because he didn't parent. <laughs> like, for so, I mean, he was with them for three years. He was like. with them for three years, and and they were it minimum late teenagers, minimum. Right. And and then it used that that platform to jump onto the rest of the book, and like that's where she was getting her authority from to write the truths that she was the truths, mm. air quotes here. And I was like, "No, I reject. I reject your." authoritative statement therefore I, there's no reason to read the rest of this book i threw it in the really? trash um two books that i disagreed with mm-hmm. um one recent uh was called white fragility they, <laughs> okay, that was In the first three chapters they redefined racism in a way that i think is dangerous for people mm-hmm. uh, it no longer meant like racism no longer was i'm treating someone badly because they're different than me Racism started with like if you're a certain race, you inherited racism. And mm-hmm. it and and I oversimplified that, but honestly, they overcomplicated and made and totally changed the definition. I read it because it was it was you know we'll talk about this later. Read what cultures, reading it was catching fire. Yeah, uh, it was all around over. this. Another one. That's blue just, like yeah. Go ahead. I
1: I got seventy five pages into that and stopped reading it, which is a big deal for
0: me. Uh, But Joe and I had both read it, and so you felt like you didn't need.
1: Well, but I I so one of the things premises uh often even the voices will, will be uh <laughs> talking about this a lot of times what even your culture culture that you agree with your people they can be wrong we we started with talking about harry potter yeah right? you get in and read that and you're like that's not teaching kids curses it's saying words in latin that's
0: yeah yeah <laughs> the big argument was our kids are going to turn into to wiccan because wiccan was a thing at the time or it, it's still a it thing Still is. but it was it was at the height of its popularity probably yeah
1: uh, well, yeah, yeah, and it's coming back in a different way. But um, it, it, you you get into it and you actually read it. Uh, I read some reviews of a move of a TV series written from people that I would politically agree with. I went and watched the series, and it wasn't at all what they were talking about. I was like, yeah, that was just nonsense. Uh, the other side of that is, I read some reviews about a movie that I recently walked out of because I was like, oh no, it was that. It and was worse. everything they called it. It was everything. So that's where the read things you disagree with to see if it's actually true now with that being said there's other books that i won't read just because of what they are uh there's a ton of uh romantic novels that are pornography
0: it's it's pornography totally uh aimed at women yes because you know the the sex the sexual identity and drive of women Mm -hmm. is different than men Mm -hmm. where we're very visual and so (laughs) yeah words uh,
1: on a page aren't doing it
0: no but for for women it is uh yeah it's so Fifty I, Shades of Grey is what you're, I'm sure you're talking about. That's yeah, Fifty series.
1: Shades of Grey is one of them. It was, it was a cultural phenomenon. It that propped like, up a
0: dangerous sexual identity yeah. of uh, sadism and mass. Ma- I'm saying those wrong. Masochism, masochism, and, uh, yeah. and different damaging, torturing things. It was awful. It's so, exactly.
1: So, uh, we didn't need to read that nope. to, to say no. We nope, nothing about that book do I need to read. But there are other things uh, like like we said. Uh, one for me was Five Thousand Years of
0: Yeah, um, blue like jazz. Oh yeah, that you was, remember sorry, it was a uh, it was church hate in the Donald 2010s. Donald Miller, Don and Miller um, they really were coming after the local church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus died for the local church. I'm mm-hmm. not interested in bashing it. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I want to be blind to where we're right. wrong, uh, but he was very much encouraging people to leave church, and he and he he pointed out and created new problems that he never gave a solution from. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that. I actually would never recommend that to people no, who were it, not it, solid it was in their a, faith.
1: It was, a, it was a pile of garbage. Like it was, but it was persuasive. Time. Yeah, he could. Two millions of believers. Yeah. Uh, uh, another one that um, I have heard enough that I didn't need to read it because I've list, read other things. Love wins uh, by Rob Bell. I, I'm going to tell you, I've read it. Uh, I, I read half of it. Not worth your time because it's. Yeah. It, you need to be super biblically solid to to read that. Um, we have
0: down here too. Uh, career-specific literature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, For Caleb and I, we've read a lot of the same books because we're in the very similar career. Mm -hmm. We're we're pastors, and even in ministries that we're doing. One for me that changed the way that I looked at youth ministry was called Lead Small, Mm. Reggie Joyner. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure you've had books in the Christian leadership and living area that have changed the way that you've done ministry. Uh, But if you're a teacher, um, both of our wives are teachers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Growth Mindset was Mm -hmm. a big one for Shauna. I don't know if Andy read that. I'm sure she's at least... They do training yeah, yeah, and stuff of it. Yeah. And that was a big book for her. Uh, I'm trying to think if I'm a farmer, I'm reading something different.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Greg Christensen, farmer, goat farmer in our church, too, sometimes references uh, books he's reading yeah. on goat farming. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a category of thing.
0: And I don't need it to be a category for, for me because yeah. Greg's over there doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, not,
1: not that I don't care, but that's not, not something I'm, I'm interested to learn. And I, I hope that
0: heard. doctors and nurses are reading current medical exactly. journals.
1: They need to be lawyers, whatever is interesting. So you can be growing, Mm -hmm. learning more about your career field. Uh, So career specific literature.
0: We have biographies written down and we understand that's a subset of the history genre. Mm -hmm. uh, But why are biographies important, Caleb? Oh,
1: because it's (laughs) a story of a real person. Uh, And honestly, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. This is one of those that I really struggle with. Uh, I've read quite a few biographies. and I'm like, this is so slanted. Because every biography is written yep. for a reason. It's either meant to, uh, for the most part, generally speaking, yeah. lift this person up or tear this person down. Generally, it's one of those two. They're,
0: they're rarely them, in the middle.
1: They're rarely trying yeah. to prevent uh, pre- present. Sorry. Yeah, there's clear. that old
0: phrase: "History is written by the victor." Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, in anything that you're reading, you need to read with critical eyes. Critical lenses, critical eyes. That's good. Yeah. So, what biography would you recommend?
1: Yeah. So, one that I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, was called The Fight for Freedom, and it was a dueling biography of both Winston Churchill and George Orwell, who would be philosophically very different, um, but just it, weaving their story together was a really fascinating way of doing it. You mentioned uh, the Killing series, which is largely biographies. They're looking at the life. Yeah, and the Killing Lincoln,
0: Killing Jesus. It was a great look Jesus. as a Christian. Yeah, Killing uh, Pat. Killing, killing Pat. I didn't know much about Patton. No. It um, wasn't my generation, but mm-hmm. he was incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all of those are super good. I read a Bonhoeffer book oh, yeah, by Metaxas yeah, yeah. that uh, I had a professor that was like, man, you need to have dead heroes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, That's great. Uh, Bonhoeffer was an incredible pastor mm-hmm. who was – you know, just who died in a concentration camp for yeah. his faith. You know, Um, oh, it's the one. Oh, about the the lady that died in Jewish concentration camps. Thank God for the fleas. Um, oh, um, famous famous biography. Uh, Anne Frank. Not Anne, Anne Frank. Anne no. Frank didn't die. No. She, yeah. Um, no. Wait. Anne Frank did die. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm like, <laughs> need fact check. Uh, you need to read more, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: uh Corey Tinboon, but she didn't die in the concentration camp. Her, her, sister, sister, her did. sister did Her sister did. Corey was Ten a great Boone.
0: that was a great book. Any of the missionary. Uh, there's uh,
1: Yamani Park. In order to
0: live, is that what it was? Uh,
1: I think so. Yeah. It was good. Uh, or Escape from Camp 14.
0: That was good too. A North North um, Korean in, uh, Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. a
1: that's a current one, a modern one. Yeah. Uh, one of the
0: cool things about biographies that you find, uh w- we tend to put our you know historical heroes on pedestals. You get to realize that they're real people with real problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that doesn't mean we tear them down right. and we erase them from history. It means we right. learn from them. Yeah, it, it's so so good. So good. Nobody
1: so, nobody's perfect, and that's okay. That's
0: yeah yeah. We have here what culture is reading. Yep. Um, and, and we wanted to, to give a little bit of an asterisk here because one, we want to be effective in our culture and understand what's going yeah. on. But as Caleb said earlier, we don't read just blindly mm-hmm. uh, and the same we don't watch things that, that are it's, yeah perfect just walking watching things blindly well like one thing that i remember was huge that i didn't watch was um breaking bad yeah that propped up the drug culture and uh <laughs> like just I, yeah I, and i honestly can't even give a, a a good critical you know review of that i just wasn't ever interested mm-hmm. um game of thrones Mm. The TV series it just mm. was another one. I'm like, I don't need to watch this. Right. So, but it is important to be reading what culture is reading and saying and and propping up uh, if you that, want to be relevant in, in the so decisions you're making.
1: Uh, one that I did read, uh, what culture is reading, "The God Delusion" by Richard Dawkins. That's good. I wanted to know what what was it? Uh, honestly, I found it incredibly impersuasive and arrogant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I didn't walk away with any surprise, surprise. Changed, but uh yeah so reading that though that was a a book that was big in culture um and, yeah. and did read it uh, well
0: uh th- we have other voices here too um mm-hmm. we both talked about books that i think are important to read that we didn't totally agree with right uh, one of those that helped me uh was about the the boomer generation <laughs> uh,
1: i knew you wanted to name drop this one
0: i, I did a little bit uh <laughs> and, and i guess i would say as much as I enjoyed the book, it just, it almost gave me permission to, to view things from a different perspective. Mm. Uh, feeling a lot, as millennials, we get a lot of shame and uh, boomers specifically have come at us. And it was, I remember just thinking like, there's no way, like that whole idea that the world is worse than it's ever been is just the most untrue thing ever. The book is called A Generation of Sociopaths, How the Boomers <laughs> Are Ruined America. <laughs> it's a little, clearly it's on target against boomers.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's written by a millennial that...
0: But it gave permission to kind of view yeah. in a different perspective. It just looked
1: at it just legitimately prevent presented information on how the boomers shaped political policy.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, one of my favorite parts in there is like they changed the legal drinking age multiple times to benefit themselves. <laughs> uh, that's a funny one. You know what it's I mean? really funny. Uh,
1: There's a lot of examples like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and like, I'm sure someone could write a book about millennials. That would be yep. just as shameful and embarrassing. Yep. And I'm, I'd am i read it too. Mm. Um, what about you? you? You have a book that we can't say out loud, but you thought it oh, was. Oh,
1: a- yeah. So this is one. Um, well, there's, so there's two books that are written from people that I would disagree with everything that they believe politically for the most part. Uh, one is called, and I'll give you the name of this. Uh, it's called the coddling of the American mind.
0: That's a phenomenal book.
1: It's such a good book. Highly recommend that book. Uh, the other one, uh, I'll say the first half of the title, it's called the subtle art of not giving. And
0: I don't have the beat, but I don't remember. Really no, oh, there, there it go. was. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, and literally the title has F, asterisk, asterisk, yeah, asterisk. Yeah, yeah. So, but the, and so it's got a bunch of language. Don't listen to it. If you struggle with language, uh, if that's a problem.
0: Easily offended by language. Easily yeah. offended
1: by language. Don't listen to it then. It, it, it specifically, the first third has a lot of language. But it's all about, um, well, l- let me give you one of my favorite quotes from it. It, it says this, that uh, pain is the currency of our values
0: you want it for a sec. Think about it for a sec.
1: Yeah. Pain is the currency of your values. And when you hear that, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. In my
0: means? mind, I'm like you, what you value most is what you're willing to suffer for.
1: Does that sound like a biblical concept? <laughs> it
0: sounds uh, Jesus. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. thinking of right there. And So, so the
1: whole, th- the whole premise of the book is that, Hey, all of life is pain, but we get to choose our pain. So don't let things cause you pain that don't matter to you. Don't care about them. Let them go. Yeah. Care about what's really important. You
0: cannot care about everything. You
1: cannot possibly care about everything. <laughs> so stop it. Stop trying. Start caring about what's really important.
0: Yeah, it's uh, like the the sea turtles. I I. I <laughs> I generally care that we're murdering... <laughs> I remember, yeah. Uh, but that was a big deal. Like, I, I want to take care of what God has given us. Yeah. I'm also in a landlocked state that has huge other issues going on that yeah. I don't necessarily need to worry about the sea turtles. You know, so...
1: what One that... This is a little bit off topic, but, like, uh, I remember one of the speakers at... Um, yeah, I know at, you're headed. At my yeah. chapel when I was in college uh, came and spoke about abortion, which... I hate abortion. I'm, I'm against it. Vote against it.
0: One of the top issues... In our, we'll be in our lifetime, right? I yeah, uh, so.
1: wholly agree. It's evil. It's child sacrifice. I've got a lot of opinions there, but she said, "She's like, if you're not fighting against this, what are you doing as a Christian? If this is not what you're spending your life fighting against, basically, the idea was you're a bad Christian." And I was like, "Well, I, I am fighting against it, but on the front end, I'm I'm trying to teach kids how to walk according to God's plan for mm-hmm. their life, and and like." Yes, I'm fighting against it in the way I vote, but I'm not dedicating my life to overtly in the way you want me to fight against.
0: I had something similar happened to me when a student challenged me. He's like, what are you doing for trafficked women? Mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, I'm not going on FBI raids, so I guess I'm not doing what you want me to. uh, But I feel like in youth group trying to create you know, uh, people who are loving Jesus and falling after Jesus. That's, yeah, let's exactly. get on the front end. Yeah. <laughs> so. get,
1: let's get on the front end of some of this.
0: So, I, Caleb, you hear it all the time. I, adults specifically, mm-hmm. like, I don't have time to yeah. read. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to give some reasons, like, here, here's how you find time. And yep. then we're going to quickly run through a couple of lists because we would be. Because we keep lists. Yeah, we keep lists. So we, we would be very frustrated if we didn't get to share our own personal lists here.
1: Uh, so w- this, this is ways to find time to read. Uh, create time. Uh, meaning, change your uh, liker. Say, yeah, yeah, change your liker. It's in the same, fact, same <laughs> vein of that. So, <laughs> so for for me, mornings, uh, I I get up. I, I say, okay, when do I have to be out of the house? What time do I need to be getting my kids up? Yeah, what time are the kids t- waking t- up t- to do devotions yeah. with them? To do whatever? To do our morning routine? Okay, then I just have to back that up to be able to get in a workout, to get in some reading. Uh, both Bible and then any extra reading. So that's, I, I create time in yeah. the morning. I get uh, For
0: me, evenings are important. Mm-hmm. So, something that I try to do is not charge my phone in my yep. room because if my phone is charging on my bedside table, what am I going to be looking at before Take I go to bed? I have found mm-hmm. I read more because yeah. I leave a book there. So, if you don't have a TV or phone in your room, reading is an best option there. So, here we go. So, we're going to read. That's great. Um, so, creating time. And I, it might be morning, evening. It yeah. could be just you're cutting out time where i'm going to read so next time yeah. you go to a doctor's appointment or you go to a dentist bring a book, bring a book with you mm-hmm. you go on the airplane bring a book with you uh you go on vacation bring yep create time yep. um uh, so
1: doing this is audiobook yeah we get we After get grief
0: uh, i know caleb long for a long time got grief from andy i don't know if he she, she mm-hmm. still gives you a little grief for this uh but when we count books read we count books we've listened to yes uh and I'll fight you on this all day because I'm still gaining this information. And yep. up until just a couple hundred years ago, everyone didn't even know how to read. This is how they yeah. got information. <laughs> they literally so, listened to books. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah so yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's this, funny. Um, audiobooks is great. Uh, Libby is an app that you can download. Hoopla mm-hmm. is an app that you can download. You can get free books to listen to. Yep. Uh, it's great. Go to your local library yeah, and just I've ask them. I've
1: literally done hundreds and hundreds of audiobooks yeah. and I've paid for zero of them. So yeah. through these apps.
0: I, I paid for some audiobooks. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Lord of the Rings series, okay. voiced by a specific we'll person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Voice.
1: Uh, this would this would be if if you're struggling, find something you're interested in. Just find something. it. Can be it can be a Jack Reacher novel. It can be you know something fun. That oh, I
0: bought Joe the most boring book of oh, Barnes yeah. and Noble. Yes. The like in my opinion, and he nerded out on it. <laughs> so shout out to Joe. It was a book basically of the history of baseball announcers. <laughs> Uh,
1: there were two people interested in that book in the entire world. The author and, and Joe Perkins. Perkins. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, let's take the most boring part of baseball. <laughs> the guy telling you about how it's going. <laughs> the boring part of the most boring sport. Yeah, That's <laughs> so, amazing. Uh, but he was super interested in it. Right. And he has no interest in Lord of the Rings. Right. So he yeah. thinks we're as insane for reading that as we do think for him for the announcer book. Yeah. So. so
1: so push push yourself. But if you're struggling to get started... Just find something you care about. And there is. There's a book about whatever you care about. And there's parents
0: know, if you talk about how much you hate reading, your kids won't read. Mm. So, yeah, uh, that's a whole other part. Yeah, yeah. We're already getting long now. Uh, read in groups. Yeah, this is a great one. This doesn't necessarily mean you need to, like, join a book group. Maybe it does. It, B- join a book club. Book club
1: keeps me motivated.
0: Caleb and I and Joe and the people around, it, we read similar things so that we can talk about mm-hmm. it. And we can argue about it and we can, you know, do, you know, do whatever. Um, there's a book series that Caleb loves that there's a ton of characters and we have the exact opposite opinion about who the best character is. And <laughs> we argue about it. It's great. It's kind of fun.
1: We also, I, we have a text group about it. Yeah. Sometimes, I we of, in, in <laughs> sometimes we leave grudgingly in that thing. Sometimes we leave. That's because I <laughs> it's spam super nerdy. Yeah. It's super nerdy. Uh, uh, yeah. So, Hey Jake, what are your, just as we wrap up here, what are your, some
0: of your favorite okay. books? Okay. Uh, we, said we were said we're going to give three. We, both of us can't do that. So, um, it within the Christian living. So yeah. in my, so let's just do this in my career, lead small was formative. Mm. It taught me how Lead small by Reggie Joyner. I would recommend that to anyone who's in ministry, doing any kind of small group work, lead small. Uh, as a Christian, one recently that has been convicting and has changed the way I've looked at my faith is called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm. Uh, that's about 80% great, and there's 20% that I'm oh like, God, that wasn't that good. But mm. the 80% is strong. Mm. Fantasy series, I'm going to recommend The Lord of the Rings to you because mm. I think it is a template for all, that's the word we were looking for earlier. It's the template yep. for yep. all the other the series books that are following it. If that's a little too old for you or your, you know, your kids, read the Aragon series. It's mm. very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe and I love military history stories, military mm-hmm. stories. Fearless, Something I, I, I have a hard time with. Fearless, the Adam Brown story. That's a good story. Is an incredible story about a guy, father who finds finds God, and uh, it changes the way he lives, and then his fight for his country as well. And there's another one in a similar vein called Scars and Stripes, Tim Kennedy. He's in jiu-jitsu and MMA fighter and a special mm. forces fighter. Uh, and then a fun, a fun one. I don't, This is one I wouldn't recommend necessarily to young kids, but if you're looking for just a fun series, that's short and easy to read. It's called the Dresden Files. Mm. It's about a, a wizard for hire in Chicago. Mm-hmm. As <laughs> so, awesome. Is it so? uh, we both have lists. Yeah, I, I, I just crossed over 500 books read. Caleb has been over a thousand for a while because he's been counting longer than me <laughs> uh, and he reads more than me. But, uh, yeah, we, that's hard to boil down. So, what about you, Caleb? Yeah, so, G- give me the short list. So,
1: Christian uh, life, mere Christianity. CS Lewis. Ooh, great it's one. Super, super easy to classy, get into. Easy yeah. to get into. Answers lots of questions. um Some of the others, uh fun, um inspirational. I love Brandon Sanderson. He's the author. So there's
0: ninety thousand books by Brandon he Sanderson. written
1: so many. It's it's big. Uh, great. Message me for specific significant. Not me. What level of nerd you ought to be? Uh, so some of the other ones, like uh, for parenting, <laughs> it's simply oh. called Parenting, 14 Gospel Principles by Paul David Tripp has been massively significant for me um, in, in my parenting. It's changed my vocabulary. Um, another one we mentioned earlier, uh, Raising Emotionally Strong Boys uh, is going to be a formative book that I just uh, yeah. was introduced to. Uh, another one is, uh, I'm a nerd, so I'm going to recommend two different textbooks. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) (laughs) One is, uh, called Basic Economics by Thomas Sowell. Uh, really, I would recommend reading anything he writes. Uh, it's all fantastic. He's an incredible thinker. He's an incredible thinker. Um, and then this other one is, uh, Grasping God's Word. It's a textbook on how to read the Bible. And it's, uh, both of these are very Entry level accessible. No matter what level of education of of reading you're at, these are both very very accessible books. They're not overly complicated. Yes, they're big, but they're not they're not hard reads. They're not difficult reads. They're both very very accessible. So that's uh, so good, those man. Are A couple of mine. So
0: uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, this was our longest podcast to date, I think, which makes sense because we are very passionate about reading. Mm-hmm. If you're not reading, you're dying because you're not growing. So. That's all we have for the 13th episode of Don't Be an Idiot. We will see you hopefully next Thursday.